0: Please follow us on Instagram at Podcast. We'd love to hear what you think of the show. Hi listeners, welcome to another episode of The Process of Creating. On today's episode, I'm speaking to Prophet Mahmood. Prophet is an American rapper, activist and entrepreneur. Hailing from the south side of Toledo, Ohio. So sit back and enjoy. Hi, y'all.
1: Oh, okay. I'm back.
0: Yeah, you're back. (laughs) I'm sorry about that. I don't know what happened.
1: Oh, that's cool.
0: I I feel like I may have done something. To be fair, technology hates me.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, how do you. So, okay. I'm going to try pronouncing your name. I'm sorry if I butcher
1: it. Okay.
0: So you said it's Prophet Mahmood?
1: Mahmood, yeah, that's perfect. Prophet Mahmood.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah, I got it right. Yeah. <laughs> the whole time I was so nervous, I was going to butcher your name and you were going to be like, who is
1: this person? Oh, uh, no, that's <laughs> cool. Everybody, my name Prophet, though. Mahmood is just something I'm that really added on to
0: it. okay. So, like, what, your Prophet is your government?
1: No, that's not my government name, but it's been, it been my name for most of my life. My real okay. name is Cedric.
0: Ah, okay.
1: Why profit then? Um, well, Well. growing up, everybody called me sad. Mm-hmm. But um. But I had, we was on on a corner, mm-hmm. and I was rapping this old gang-banging rap I had called Belmont Affiliated, talking about the neighborhood I was from. Mm-hmm. And some, some guy, he is a black Muslim for the nation of Islam. He said, you're going to use all your God-given talent to mislead this neighborhood. And it's obviously everybody look up to you and follow you. And so I had wrapped this rap that I had called Liberation. Right. And it was, and it was like uh, it was never a Emancipation Proclamation. We still on plantations every day. I see segregation and black incarceration. We built this nation off of no reparation. The chains would never be breaking if we don't fight for liberation. Uh-huh. And he and he didn't even think a dude on the corner with a with a gang banging rag hanging out of his pocket. He ain't think I, I even thought like that. Yeah. He was like, man, He said, "You really a prophet and don't even know it." And that's kind of where it's stuck at right there. Then my friend, uh, he is like, man, you should use that name, Prophet. Because yeah. my my friend was in prison with a guy, his government name was Prophet. Oh. And he was like, yeah, and he was like, man, you got to use that name. And so that's where it stuck.
0: That's so cool. Okay. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Oh, that's a really cool, nice way of getting a, a, a nice, meaningful nickname. I like that.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Prophet. Well, Prophet welcome to um the process of creating
1: uh, thank you for having me
0: thank you for saying yes um i'm, I'm very <laughs> grateful very very grateful i'm still fresh at this so please forgive the nerves forgive the, the yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: good cool. you did.
0: so um, hi listeners i'm sitting well not really sitting i'm on a call with prophet rock Mood, and he is from america specifically where
1: I'm from Toledo, Ohio.
0: Oh, Toledo, Ohio. Oh oh my gosh, I'm international people. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and Puffit hit me up on Twitter, and he sent me um, a link to one of his songs, and he was like, "Um, "Check it out. If you like it, share it." And I listened, and I really did appreciate the message that he was saying in the in the music. So I liked I subscribed to your youtube and i followed you and yeah and ever since then i was like i really want to know why this person does what he does and how he does what he does So oh, okay like, yeah that's that's why I, I, I reached out um so prophet to start off um tell us something um your fans your friends your family wouldn't guess about you
1: um, I don't know because I'm so open. Like, Eric, like my friends and my family just know everything about me. And then the majority of the stuff that um, that used to be a secret, I post everything in videos how I think and feel all the time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. um People used to didn't know how funny of a person I was. I thought I was a comedian. I used to be, I have real super sense of humor. And like a lot of people who just listen to my music and and, and meet me on the outside think I'm just always serious. But like, I always was a real funny person. I was always the class clown and, and, but I'm I'm gonna tell you this is, okay, I'm gonna tell you this is something that people won't know about me for real, Uh right? A lot of people just think I'm super smart. Right. I was the dumbest kid in school. I was so dumb. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I don't sign up to being dumb. Nobody's dumb.
1: <laughs> no, no. I always... Look, look. One time, I went to school every single day and didn't miss a day and failed every class.
0: Oh, wow.
1: So, I went... the per- I had perfect attendance. And my mother was like, I don't know what's the matter. You go to school every... a like a D. And so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some people are just not talking so smart. They, like,
0: yeah, they say some people are... A more of a doer than a shower. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's how we'll take it. I don't think you done. No. So you rap <laughs> so consciously that yeah. you can't be. Like I refuse to 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 put that out there. <laughs> so um what genre of music do you create and how how did you get started in that genre? Why
1: did you start rapping? Well, um, I um, well, first of all, it's it's a gift. I really believe it's a gift. It came so easy to me. Like when I came, when was a kid and listening to NWA, Ice Cube was my favorite rapper, mm-hmm. and I just and I just loved it. And so I started writing raps real early.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, I played basketball a lot of through high school, like organized. I played basketball. But I was always, you know, I was always kind of different than the rest of the athletes. And I couldn't express myself the way that I wanted to express myself having a coach and all these rules. And mm-hmm. I always had a different outlook on life. And I feel the best way I could express myself is rapping.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: Rapping was always easy for me because I never had to write a rap down. I could just freestyle forever about anything, any topic. And so I, I really believe it was, it's my gift. And so rap is my uh genre of music. Even though I write a lot of R and B songs, I like I write it for other artists. Okay. But myself. I'm a rap artist. Oh, that's
0: that's so cool. Wow. Okay. Um so when you are let's take your you, you said you you freestyle with your rapping. Yes. When you're writing your R and B music, um, for another artist how do you how do you go about that process how do you, how does it start how
1: do you like yeah well i would talk to the person and ask them what do you want to talk about mm-hmm. i get that and i make a song like that whatever they want to talk about then i just ask them questions about their life and i just ask them and have conversations with them or whatever interests me about them i just make songs about it and so that's how i do it and i used it the same way when I um, do music for r and B artists I still don't write anything down mm-hmm. I go in the studio and then I sing it myself okay I'm not a great singer mm-hmm. but I, I sing it for them and then they just go over what I said and they just change it into their voice yep. so I just take pieces out of their life mm-hmm. and I make songs out of it or I take stuff that I experience okay. and stuff that I rap about and I turn it to songs for them
0: okay oh that's really cool so I'm um... Do you, do you enjoy that process do you enjoy the whole recording your own is that you more organic or is that um just the easier way to get it done type situation
1: um well i used to go to other people's studios mm-hmm. and stuff like that but i um it got, it got costly when you're going paying for somebody else's studio time and stuff like that. So I just bought my own and just started recording my own self and fell in love with it. And so I, I love both ways. I love like recording myself, cause I could just wake up anytime I want and do it whenever I'm ready. Mm-hmm. And then I like going recording at other people's studios just for the collaboration aspects of it. And so I do both and I, I like both of them probably equally for real. Oh, that's
0: really cool. Um, do you find um, being in a different space kind of changes the vibe so let's say you were writing an r&b song about um, love but you're not in your own space you're not in your own recording it kind of changes how you approach that recording or is it still the same it doesn't really matter so long as you're in a recording studio you're still going to get the same
1: feel yeah i'm always it don't matter where you put me you could put me on top of a mountain and I'm going to just find the inner me uh-huh. and this is going to come out the exact same like the environment don't don't play a part in how I do it
0: okay um is would you say writing an album or an EP or a single would you say those different variations of length of project do they vary is it the same is it the same kind of worth ethic do you sometimes feel lethargic and you can't just be can't bother so you're just like joe what it's too long i'm I'm gonna leave it for for months or is it like same type of energy throughout
1: um see i don't plan to do i don't ever be like i'm about to do an album or i'm about to do a single i just record three songs every single day okay i record three songs every single day then sometimes i just get in the zone and i do even more songs Mm -hmm. and as far as a single I never even I just put music out a lot I just put songs out a lot Mm -hmm. and then sometimes I could just put a whole bunch like this is a real album like I could just tell all these songs go together for a frequency of an album Mm -hmm. and I I use it like that as an album I don't ever be like okay I'm recording for this album I just record every single day and I chose the best songs that flow together and um, stand on the same topic for an album. Mm-hmm. And then whatever song sound the best, I have people listen, whatever song, I, I choose 20 songs. Mm-hmm. And if everybody agreed that this one song is the best song, then I release a single that way. I don't ever just go record anything premeditated. Mm-hmm. Even when I record a song, I never go into a song knowing what I'm gonna record about. I just mm-hmm. I sit behind a microphone, listen to the beat, and then just start. And then the song just starts from there. I never be like, I need to make a song about love. I need to make a song about success or hustling. Okay. I, I'll never do that. I just let it go. And then the flow, everything just start falling in place.
0: Okay. Oh, that's, that's pretty different. So would you say you're more like the mi- mixtape type artist who you have a compilation of songs and that's your body and that you just want to release for the love of the music or... You are there's it's strategic like there's a there's method to the madness something.
1: No, I won't um, consider myself a mixtape artist at all. Mm-hmm. I, I say it's a method to the madness because it is strategic. I just record. I just have so many songs. Like in my computer right now, I probably have four hundred songs that I never even released. Oh wow! I just record a lot.
0: That's good. That's really good. Like every artist needs to have. Or oh, like a lot more than what they're just showing. If that makes sense. I, I really yeah. that. Um so for those that don't know your music and they don't really know you, um, would you could you, can you describe your music to them? Like um, yeah. Dis- describe what you what you talk about, your message.
1: Um, I'm a reality rapper. I think that's what I am at the core. I'm a reality rapper. I rap about my reality and the reality that I see. And I think if you had to categorize me, it would be a reality rapper. Mm -hmm. And that's... that's, I think if you want to put me in a box, it would be a reality rapper. Because on my songs, no matter how... Whatever the song, I never make up lies on my songs. Like, if I say I did something, I actually did it. Mm -hmm. I never rap from other people's perspective. Everything is about my thoughts, my feelings, my experiences. And so I just say it's my reality. And so I, I say I'm a reality rapper.
0: Okay. And do you think it's important for rappers to be honest and to speak from truth rather than to kind of, you know make them believe uh, the myths and the legends and then when it comes to it's like oh you're, you're you're not like that
1: at all no not really i mean it's just what i do yeah i mean because it's, it's entertainment at the end of the day mm-hmm. and i don't i don't believe any rapper so i'm probably the only rapper i feel tell the 100 percent truth in every song mm-hmm. but being that honest and telling the truth in every song it limits your create. it limits you for real okay. you know um so it limits you, and so sometimes you will uh, um, you uh compress your creativity by keeping it so real. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you need to go out and fantasize and stuff like that, yeah, songs um, to make it creative. So no, nah, I won't. I won't put nothing. I won't put a box on anybody. Like yeah. I think as an artist, you need to tell what you're thinking about and what you're feeling uh-huh. and what's what's in, on, on your subconscious. If you um if you a poor dude, you broken the projects but you have big dreams and you love flashy things and and you clever with money rhymes and stuff like that mm-hmm. hey man that's what you think about that's what's on your mind mm-hmm. and so i I just say just tell you know saying just rap about stuff that you like yeah so that's what i would so tell about anybody. the
0: truth that you hold yeah yeah okay um so currently are you reading anything and you watching anything i know like right now you lot in america the um the virus is really starting to get a bit out of control. So how are you? How are you spending your time these days? Well,
1: or are you guys um, safe
0: where you're at? I mean, I, I don't know. America's so big. <laughs> nah, I
1: mean, I'm from a village. I, I, I'm, in, I'm in Atlanta right now, and it's hitting Atlanta worse than anywhere down there yeah. in America. Yeah. but nah, man, my life really ain't. I mean, I got the studio in my house, uh-huh. and I, I read so much. Like I have so well, so many audio books. Uh-huh and like um, as far as did you ask what books I'm reading yeah
0: like what books did you read okay
1: the book I just finished I just finished um what book was that I just finished what oh LA you know who LA Reed is yeah I just finished his book LA Reed the uh, the founder of the Face Records and Rand Arister before his book I read Clive Davis' book uh huh before his book I read Alicia Keys book before that I read um I love the secret law of attraction I read that so all the time yeah. I love Steve I read Steve Jobs book um before that um I love I love studying business people who created their own business out of nothing mm-hmm. and I, I love those stories and then I love like um those is my favorites I, I love like people who started with nothing and made a business out of it mm-hmm. and so those are books i've really been reading a lot as far as television right now mm-hmm. i'm watching no limit chronicles uh master ah. p how he built no limit records i've been watching that and and i watched the first seat on uh, the first episode of the rough riders how they started rough riders uh-huh. and so that's what i've been watching
0: oh wow I've, I've been hearing some really good reviews about the no limit documentary and i'm like yeah the minute it comes down over here it, or if I can find it online, I'm literally going to watch it. Because, yeah, um, Master P's story is very, very intriguing. It's very, very...
1: Yeah, it's really, it's, it really is. You know what's crazy? Even though we are totally different artists, mm-hmm. like, um, I, I think I have... Me and Master P got a lot in common. Because, mm-hmm. like, I own... The, 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 record, the record company that I rap on, I own that. Like, cool. I rap for my own record company, and I have a couple artists that I'm bringing out on the record company. Oh, so cool. I had a, yeah, and then I had a clothing line, cast-off wear, when you see me with the cast-off shirts and uh-huh. the Southside shirt, that's my clothing. And and I wrote a movie that I plan to start shooting in October. Uh-huh. And so, I, I love a lot of strategies, master PUs, and I think I am, um, I think we had a similar work ethic, uh-huh. and and my goal was to make one us entertainment as big as he made no limit
0: yeah that's amazing oh my gosh congratulations for having your own record label your own company um Uh,
1: thank you how
0: did you start that like like, it must be Um, you know the the biggest thing the, the the most difficult like explain to me how all that came about
1: well when i first started rapping I mean, I did the, the thing like everybody else trying to get a record deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, people ain't think I was good. Nobody signed me. Mm-hmm. But wh- where I'm from Toledo, Ohio, there's nothing there. There's no record companies. Nobody gonna hear you. It's a very poor, ran down, violent city. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's just a whole bunch of gangbang, crack dealing, no successful people. So you in Toledo, is nowhere you gonna get a record deal anyway. Mm-hmm. And so what I did is I used to stand on the corner and I used to like sell weed all day. Mm-hmm. I used to sell weed. And so one day, um, I was complaining about not having a record deal, and my people was like, man, get off your ass and do it yourself, man. Yeah. And so I, I took the money that I was making illegally and started recording and, and pressed up. I, I made an album and I pressed up 1,000 CDs, and I stood on the corner. Uh-huh. Now i still still selling drugs, now I'm selling CDs. And so now I'm selling c- uh, uh, CDs at $10 a CD. Uh-huh. Then I realized, like, damn, I'm good. They selling out fast. And I just continued that, continued that. Uh-huh. And then for years now, then it transferred to the internet, and I just applied that same hustle. And so um, I always, just, after that, I've been self-sufficient. Uh-huh. And I didn't realize I was functioning as a record company because I was putting up my own money. Uh-huh. I did all my own marketing promoting. Uh-huh. I did my own distribution, selling it hand to hand taking them to stores. Uh-huh. And then I realized I'm functioning as a real independent record company. And so I just applied it and really started doing it legit.
0: Wow oh my gosh and like I'm, I'm guessing owning your own label and having um artists under you that's like that's like you've been a parent and it comes with its own ups and downs so how how do you navigate that as well as creating your own art and still staying above water
1: you know what i know you the honest truth is more downs and ups uh-huh. when you're dealing with other artists mm-hmm. oh my god it's a headache it's worse mm-hmm. i have a four-year-old son mm-hmm. and dealing with him is easier than dealing with the artists you deal with oh <laughs> because now you gotta realize like a lot of these dudes come from the streets don't have nowhere to go like that so mm-hmm. you bring them in your house they living with you you feed them you clothing them mm-hmm. you uh you paying for all their music um and then, like, a lot of them have drug problems. So now they got to get high to go to the studio. They go to the studio. Now they too high to work. Mm-hmm. Or they not showing up to the studio. Or you booking them a show. They not um, showing up to show. Now you got to babysit them and their bond when they go to jail. And it's just, it's just a hassle dealing with mm-hmm. other artists when you invest your money in people. And then they just never appreciative. Mm-hmm. They don't care that you taking your last, investing in their dream. They don't care about that. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's just hard, man. It's really hard dealing with artists,
0: yeah. I mean, I guess like the egos and everything else you can only just imagine.
1: And yeah. are very precious
0: about their art, some, and like you said, some people can't function if they're not under the influence. So, yeah, well, I commend you. Like, it is amazing that you know you are um taking your ability and you're also giving as well not a lot of people would do that a lot of people would just you know keep it to themselves and keep keep it pushing chat
1: yeah uh, thank you
0: um so i am in fashion and i like and i understand about collaborations and stuff like that so um with you in music how do you go about collaborating do you go looking out for people to come and collaborate with you or are you one of those people who you know you're, you're waiting and people come to you or like when you're doing your cover art you're, um, do you look for graphic designers, do you look for photographers stylists for your music video how do you navigate that whole scene of having to work with different different creatives other than just musicians
1: okay Um. well as far as like collaborating with artists mm-hmm. I used to try to look out and reach out to a lot of artists but man artists man, especially artists who haven't made it anywhere you know especially like local artists mm-hmm. they have the biggest egos and the worst attitudes ever if you reach out to them they like <laughs> I mean everybody's got this like this fake cocky persona and it just rubbed me the wrong way where made me not even want to deal with them at all yeah. and so a lot of features a lot of people who own songs with me they are friends of mine from my neighborhood or they like you know what I'm saying we um just people who i know and deal with and it's a lot of people who i would love to collaborate with mm-hmm. but just like the like, um but it haven't happened you know mm-hmm. but but everybody i deal with either artists who i deal with or they from my neighborhood and then um i'm from the south side of toledo ohio mm-hmm. and it's a real divided city by gang banging okay and so it ain't you not gonna do a song with nobody from the north side because so many of them killed your family members and your family members did this to them and so it would be you can't even do you can't even collaborate with people like that mm-hmm. there now, as far as like um photographers mm-hmm. um i reach out to people i reach out to people for photographers and graphic designers mm-hmm. and stuff like that and uh videographers who people should shoot the videos i reach out to them people i go on the internet reach out to them. i see another artist's work and be like who did that and i reach out to him so i'm always looking for um people who shoot videos photographers graphic designers i'm that's the i i, I look for those 24 7.
0: Mm-hmm. okay so um i'm guessing the internet has helped you has aided your career and um how far are you willing to take you know the, this world that is called the World Wide Web <laughs> you know then, it, yeah. it, it, it's, it's, a, it's it's a great place but it's a very toxic place as well like it's not as toxic as you know the, the places that you're describing you've grown up in but you know people are getting cancelled over something they did 20 years ago so how are you navigating your career with possibly what you've done in the past that could be seen as unsavoury how how do you juggle all of that, as well, and you know, keep it, keep it
1: going. I hope that makes sense. The internet, I get it. The internet is the greatest thing that ever happened to my career.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I wouldn't be talking to you right now if it wasn't because of the internet. My music is overseas now. Yeah, my my music before the internet, my music was just in my city and in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And you know, saying and it spread it to Ohio. But now it's people in Nigeria who listen to my music. Mm -hmm. I have a a lot of people in Ethiopia and United Kingdom. Mm -hmm. And so it's just got me places where I usually couldn't go. Where I couldn't go. You could be a kid without $1. Uh Don't have any money. Can't travel anywhere. And you can make a song and send links off to people in Texas and Idaho and Africa, Asia, Europe, everywhere. And so I think... I know for a fact the internet took me from just being a dude on a block selling CDs mm-hmm. to people in different countries and different races and different people knowing my music. Mm-hmm. and it was crazy I just my video did a million views on World star hip-hop.
0: Congratulations. Oh
1: uh, thank you. and so that was just so powerful like the power of the internet. Uh-huh. Now you take my shirts, my cast off wear clothing. Uh-huh. I used to stand on the corner. Like, first it went from me selling drugs standing on the corner Mm -hmm. to selling CDs on the corner. Then it was me selling shirts and CDs on the corner, Mm -hmm. you know? And and so, and now I ship out shirts all over the country, all over the United States of America. Mm -hmm. People just buy them on the internet and so the internet has done wonders for me as far as my learning mm-hmm. i wish i had like the, the internet i wouldn't even know about half of these books that i read mm-hmm. i wouldn't know half of the information that i know if it wasn't because of the internet mm-hmm. now if you're looking for the bull and you want to get on and chatty patty gossiping and slander hey man shouts out to you mm-hmm. but if you use the internet right man the internet i believe could be more of a blessing than a curse yeah and and like far as like the oppression, how African-Americans been oppressed in America, mm-hmm. you know, police could shoot us unarmed mm-hmm. on camera and nothing happens. But now when George Floyd got killed on the Internet like that, mm-hmm. stuff have changed. The whole world is like looking at this now mm-hmm. and the whole world wouldn't even know stuff like that happened in America if it wasn't because of the Internet. Mm-hmm. And. And so I believe the internet does way more good than bad. But if you... Hey, I believe in the law of attraction. Mm-hmm. If you're negative and you're thinking about negative, you're going to be on the internet looking and looking for negative and negative going to find you all over the internet. And so is Look, man, you you could put... You could... It's a search bar for a reason. You could search what you're looking for. If you want the BS, you can search the BS.
0: Yeah. Oh, 100%. Like, honestly, like, I've, I've made it a rule for myself that I avoid Twitter for at least two hours in the morning. I only yeah. I only go on Twitter, like, once I've had my herbal tea, I've listened to my good vibes music and...
1: Yeah.
0: I've had my first cup of coffee
1: because it can <laughs>
0: honestly ruin my day and I'll find myself two hours in literally tweeting all these, like, supre- like white supremacy people, like, t- trying to feed them all these facts, but it's literally falling on deaf eyes and deaf ears. So, it's, yeah, it, you're so right, like it is our tool and i think a lot of people forget that that it's our tool we choose to use these social media sites and the internet so you choose how you want to disseminate your your product basically um, you spoke about george floyd and um what's happening to um, you guys over there and i'm so grateful that you're okay and please stay safe and (laughs) for you like honestly because wow it is terrifying and it's gut-wrenching every time a new video or a new case comes up and you're just like when will it end you know and now over here we're getting our own little stories and you just never thought it was as bad but you're we're now like you know you're right the George Floyd situation has really made the world wake up um how is that affecting your 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 artistry um is it good for you is it bad for you how's your mental health um like how do you navigate the world with that big target on your back
1: like it's, you're born with it like you gotta realize when I was 11 years old I had two people on my household got killed unarmed by police and both of the police were celebrated as heroes. Wow. I went to jail because the police planted crack on me oh wow and so I mean it ain't changed George Floyd didn't change anything for me like I mean this been happening and so it, it was just like just okay y'all okay and it changed everybody else mm-hmm. but I mean it was just everyday life for me that I seen Mm-hmm. I mean so it really didn't change me now for real no
0: um, your song More Than A Lady really yeah I like that song like, I genuinely thank you that song. it's so good and I really love the message I really like your lyrics in there Um, what made you think of writing that like who's the who's the woman that like who's the more than the ladies there's specific human that that inspired that song or is it dedicated to everyone I mean it's really beautiful and it really like, it made me smile
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank you um, it's more. it wasn't about a specific lady, mm-hmm. it was just I just realized how um, women are so much stronger than males mm-hmm. and I started realizing that the older I got and I started realizing how more supportive and loyal women is and I was reading the bible one day and I was seeing how all Jesus' disciples had ran and Peter denied him but his mother and that other lady stayed there mm-hmm. while they killed Jesus and I was like women are really you know like like women and I was just and I was just on my mind and then I'm watching Discovery Channel and I'm seeing how like lions are the king of the jungles but they wouldn't be if the women didn't do all the hunting and the, the fighting the men don't do nothing mm-hmm. And and I and they dominate the jungle because they have a pack of women. Why, the tigers only, there's only one or two of them, but it's a pack of lions, and, and it's brand by women. Mm-hmm. And I was like, women, women are. Um, when you have a great woman, it's just the greatest thing in the world. And I was listening to an interview with Damon Dash, and he was so dead on. He was like. um... No matter what you do for a man, as a man, he always gonna resent you. Mm-hmm. He gonna be ungrateful, and he always wants your position. He always gonna be jealous and envy of you. He said to build your thing, you need women around you because they gon' they to work harder and everything. Mm-hmm. And I and I and I found that to be true. Mm-hmm. And and I got if you don't know, I got stabbed up real bad. I got stabbed in my chest and my stomach, mm-hmm. and I was in a hospital for like uh, two months. And all the women in my life, like my mama, my sister, my cousin, all my nieces, they was there every day. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? They was there for me every day. And when I had got to the hospital, I got 90 staples up my stomach. Women took care of me. Mm-hmm. Now, all, all my nephews, this is before I had a son. Mm-hmm. All my nephews who I raised and bought Jordan's board took, they weren't nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. All my male friends, no, nobody was nowhere to be found. It was women. Mm-hmm. And And I just know women are more supportive. Then I heard an interview by, uh, what's what's Remy Ma, Papu's wife, Mm -hmm. Remy Ma. Mm -hmm. She was saying how female, when females in prison, they don't get any visits from men. Like none of their boyfriends, none of their brothers, none of their uncles. Mm -hmm. Now, when we get locked up, I've been locked up a couple times. Mm -hmm. All our mamas there, your girlfriend there, your side girlfriend there, your baby, (laughs) all the girls is going to be there for you. And I was like, man, women are the bomb. Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and so that's what made me just want to show my appreciation
0: yeah
1: and and i always do songs like that Mm -hmm. i think that song just got more recognition but i got a song called mother yeah you know and so i always made songs like that because i always i was raised by my mama by herself Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and so i always had appreciation for great women that's that's
0: that's really beautiful
1: you know what and, and to stand on that right i mean to go further on that right mm-hmm. I, like i have a son i have a four-year-old son mm-hmm. but i want to do i want two daughters because oh. i know for a fact if a dad is in his daughter's life to take care of him she gonna be there at his deathbed she gonna take care of him when he get old mm-hmm. them sons i don't care how good it's a it, like it ain't a good chance your son gonna take care of you and wipe your ass <laughs> like it like I don't know, man. You can't depend on a man. You can depend on that that daughter, though. And so that was another reason too, man. <laughs> why you want that's daughters? Why, wow. That's why, Yeah. That's why I gotta. I gotta have. I gotta. I gotta have two daughters. Oh wow.
0: I mean, it depends on how you raise your son as well. Like you can have daughters, and if you don't raise them right, they can just look at you like you know. Oh, you're the man that, you know, the sperm.
1: Yeah. That, that, yeah. that birthed
0: me. So it's about how people are raised as well. You know. And yeah. I think... Um, your music a lot more open and honest, like um. And I and I and I like that juxtaposition. I like the fact that you have the push and the pull, and the the open and honest, and the vulnerable, and the you know hard hitting type stuff. Like, I do enjoy that about your 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 music. It, uh, thank it, you. It's very it's very refreshing. Some, sometimes you find people are just linear just like, oh, give me something else,
1: you know. <laughs> that means a lot to me. <laughs> hey, can I ask you a question? Yeah, sure. So, what country are you in?
0: So, right now, I'm in England.
1: United Kingdom? Yeah.
0: So, I'm in the United Kingdom, specifically England. Yeah.
1: Okay. Is, is it a lot of black people there?
0: Um, no, where I am currently. <laughs> where I am is very white. And, um, but if you go into London, there's certain areas. So you've got specific areas so you've got london there's certain areas that are dedicated to your black people and you know like hackney or that area and that's like you know yeah. um and then there's some areas that are predominantly Bengali, um south asian type and then
1: oh okay. yeah
0: and it's, london is is a is a is a big pot of culture it's very mixed but if you come out of london you then it does get sparse and the further north you go the more it's kind of like yeah you have to be careful if you're if you're black um at some point we lived in wales and we were the only black family <laughs> in the whole like um county type situation which is just crazy um yeah but it depends where you are
1: For most of them, i really want to visit
0: you should you should come visit and i'll sh- well i'll show you what i know and i'll introduce it to people that know more what i know is okay. predominantly white because that's where we, when we moved from africa um 20 years ago we literally came my mom was in university studying nursing so she moved um to where her university town was so we moved there and it's just predominantly white so that's where i grew up um I'm so grateful that my parents were so like rooted in us being African, so I kind of kept my blackness in that way.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. but yeah, you should
1: come. I'm. I'm make plans. I'm gonna make plans.
0: Definitely, it would be so cool, and I could be like, I can put a proper face to the voice.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um. So, if you were to have dinner with three people, dead or alive, who would you have dinner with? And why?
1: Um, Nipsey Mm Hustle, and cause he he inspired me more than probably anybody. Mm -hmm. He inspired me like I just and um we have so much in common as far as like the ownership and he do the shirts and like he really. Like one thing we really have in common that he really loved his neighborhood and I really love my neighborhood. How he loved Crenshaw's how I love Belmont Avenue. Mm-hmm. And so I would I would have loved to have a sit-down and talk with him. Mm-hmm. Um Second, I would've loved to talk to Steve Jobs.
0: Yeah.
1: I would have loved to met Steve Jobs. I would've loved to talk to him. And I just love his vision and how um I just love this vision, man. He had so much vision. It was, um, you know, it, we always taught give people what they want. Give the people what they want, mm-hmm. you know, like in entertainment. Steve Jobs said, no, you don't give the people what they want. You give them what they don't know. They need. They're going to want in the future. Mm-hmm. He was like, because if you were to ask people in the 1800s what they want, they said that they want a faster horse. They wouldn't even thought about an automobile. Mm-hmm. You, get, you feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so that was just so profound. He said, you can't ask people what they want. If you'd ask people what kind of transportation, they want a faster horse. They wouldn't be thinking about an automobile. Mm-hmm. And that's how Steve Jobs started. I would love to meet him. And um, the third person I would love to meet, Malcolm X.
0: Yeah.
1: I would have loved to meet Malcolm. Um, and because we have some of the, you know, um, like I believe in what he believed in far as like now, I, now as far as the religion thing, mm-hmm. like I have different faith, mm-hmm. different faith than Malcolm, but I love how he wanted us to own our own community and quit begging from the white man and quit trying to be accepted mm-hmm. and all this and be like, if they don't like you, you don't have to eat with them and eat with them and stuff like that. Build our own community up, mm-hmm. and I just I love that about Malcolm X. And so those are the three people.
0: Yeah, no, they 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 make sense. They're connected in their own way. They're visionaries. And, yeah. Um, so I like, yeah. Yeah. Okay then. Um, what message do you hope to give your fans? And what what, what, what legacy do you want to leave, leave behind?
1: Um, be who you are even when it's unpopular.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Be who you are. Follow your gut. Follow your spirit. Follow your heart and not the crowd. Don't follow what's cool. Follow your inner gut, man. And that's that's the whole cast of life. Like, just be who you are, even when it's unpopular. Yeah. And, and so, like, that's the biggest thing. And 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 you know, I believe. You know, um, I believe in Christ. I believe in Christ. I believe in God. Mm-hmm. And I, be, I mean, no matter what, what, like, I believe in God. And I would tell anybody: if you put God first in everything, mm-hmm. everything will line up the way it's supposed to. If, even if you're raising your kid, if you put God first in that and God, like, if you just put God first in everything, everything will line up. Yeah. Amen. And those are two things. Like, be who you are, even when it's unpopular. Mm-hmm. Follow your gut feeling. Follow your heart. Follow the spirit mm-hmm. and not the crowd. What's cool? And put God first.
0: Yep. And everything else will fall into place. Yep. Um, thank you. Um, before you go, please plug plug your your hustle.
1: Oh, well, um, I just you just just follow me on all everything online. Profit Michael P R O P H E T M O C M O U D, and that will lead you to everything. And right now, I just my my goal right now, for real, believe it or not, I just want to, I just want to be everybody's favorite artist I just want I just want to be appreciated as an artist mm-hmm. and I just want to have one of the biggest independent companies and bring the artists up and and just represent for the cast off, the people who don't follow the crowd mm-hmm. and so and that's it man I just want people just to follow me on social media and just keep updated with me on all the Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube everything
0: 100% and I will make sure people do because I, I really do love your message and you know not a lot of people who are in your position would have said yes to somebody who's you know just starting out something and doesn't really know what she's doing but she's trying and I, that shows your character and I wish you all the best
1: I appreciate that a lot and you know what man and I think that's our problem a lot of times man mm-hmm. I, I I think we talk all this stuff like let's stick together and all that that is sticking together when you see somebody with a podcast mm-hmm. and you can help them get their stuff bigger and they can help you to some people who don't know you mm-hmm. that's what we're supposed to do like that that it ain't even no second thought like that's that is what we're supposed to do and just if you bless you're supposed to be a blessing man
0: 100%. and so
1: I, I really believe that's just that's just i think that's how we should be for real 100
0: percent I mean, a lot of people are hashtagging black owned, but a lot of people are still not buying black owned. And I'm like, oh.
1: <laughs> Man. at some
0: point, like, yeah, practice what you preach.
1: <laughs> exactly. Talking about black owned with all Gucci on
0: Exactly. <laughs> That's the guy.
1: <laughs> Man.
0: But anyway, thank you so much, Prophet. All
1: right, thank you for having it's me. It's been amazing. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you.
0: Have a very good night.
1: Okay, same with
0: you. Bye. God bless. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of The Process of Creating. Join us again next week, Tuesday, for a fresh take on a new creative and their process. Please follow us on Instagram At Podcast, we'd love to hear what you think of the show.